What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. On today's episode, we're going to be starting our 2022-23 season previews. We're going to be going player by player. And on today's episode, we're starting at the top with the $200 million man in Zach Levine. So we'll get into all that, plus some news right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans. So first up, before we get into the player uh, previews for the season upcoming, we do have to talk about Dalen Terry's injury. There's been no update as far as right now with Dalen Terry's, Terry's injury. Everything points to it not being anything serious that he will be back by training camp. We don't have any details out. So as details trickle out, um, we will go ahead and monitor him. You know, I'll drop an episode as soon as we get any type of confirmation on his injury. And it may not come because the injury may not be severe. They may not even do an announcement just by training camp. He'll be ready to go, and they'll announce it that way. So that's where we sit right now. Still no injury updates with Lonzo Ball as well. Don't expect those to come. I really do think with Lonzo, when training camp starts or leading in, maybe a week or so before training camp, it's probably when we'll get news on that. They'll say he's either ready to go, not ready to go. We'll find out um, during that photo shoot day. Press day uh, when when uh, summer camps open, things like that. But otherwise, it's really slow news time around the Chicago Bulls. Um, and this is to be expected. It really kind of dies down every time between summer league ending and the start and opening of training camps, uh, press days, things like that. It's really pretty, pretty quiet. But then once it does start, the floodgates pretty much open back up. We'll start getting pressers from uh, Bulls as well as, you know, members of the um, the front office, the coaching staff, things like that. Up until then, it's probably going to be pretty quiet times. Now, as far as news and basketball in general, we do have still some free agents out there, some pretty solid free agents like a Carmelo Anthony, um, 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 Colin Sexton, things like that. That we'll wait and see that falls. Um, but other than that, we're really in those quiet times of offseason, and it's not that long, really. We'll have about three or four weeks of quietness, and then it'll start picking back up. Then we'll get then we'll get training camps opening preseason shortly thereafter. That's kind of where we sit at right now. Um, so over the course of this week, your, your voicemails, your emails, your thoughts, everything, uh, make sure you guys get those out leading into the season. This is a chance for us to interact a little bit more. We still will be doing our um, weekly live streams as far as, you know, on Thursdays we do that so we can interact some. The only time that we may not do it is next Thursday just because of some stuff going on. So we probably would do it next Friday instead of next Thursday, so be on the lookout for that. But other, other than that, we're normal schedule around here, daily content, things like that. And what we're starting in is what we're going to get into next. We're going to be starting doing uh, player previews. That's going to be on all members of the Bulls um, roster that we have locked in. So we're going to do uh, pr predictions for all of them, what we expect, what we want to see. And we're starting this off with Zach Levine, the 2022-23 season for Zach Levine. So before we can do that, we got to talk about the season that he had last year. In his eighth season in the NBA last season, Zach averaged 24.4 points per game, which was good for 12th overall in the league, 4.5 assists, 4.6 rebounds per game. He had a PER of 20.8, which was good enough for the 31st highest in the league and second highest of Zach Levine's career. Season before that was his actual highest PER um, of his career, where he had 21.6. Zach Levine has increased his PER every season that he's been a bull except last season was the only season that it dropped um to the season before it 
And that was, we know why. He was injured most of the season, playing through that knee injury, back injury, thumb injury, which happened early in the season. He just was playing through injury. So it makes sense why his efficiency number dropped, as well as this was the first season he was he had a very solid team around him where he wasn't asked to do as much, especially. We'll talk about those clutch moments, things like that. So Zach Levine's PER dropped some. I expect that to go right back up. With a with a fully healthy season, so we'll see that health is going to be very important for what we expect for Zach Levine um, in the season. Now, the thing with Zach Levine, defensive rating, right? We can't just talk about offense because there are two sides of the ball. And while I do, I'm not a, a anti-maxer by any stretch of the imagination for Zach Levine, like some people are. We got to be honest and evaluate all of it. So his defensive rating was 116 uh, last season, which is extremely high. His career average for his defensive rating is 113.7. The league average last season for a defensive rating was 111.8. So he was actually well above the average defensive rating. Keep in mind, defensive rating, you actually want the lower number, not the higher number. So that's going to be a key thing to look out for Zach to improve as we go into next season as well. Let's talk about it. Uh, Adding DeMar DeRozan to this team, a lot of Bulls fans, Bulls Nation have said and thought, hey, well, this was actually DeMar's team last season. While DeMar was Mr. Fourth Quarter, we already know he was the king of the fourth. Uh, Zach Levine averaged less than two shots per game, less than than DeMar DeRozan. And actually, in clutch moments, Zach Levine averaged less than one shot um, under under DeMar DeRozan at only 0.3 shots more is what DeMar DeRozan and had over Zach Levine last season in specific clutch moments. Clutch moments are looked at the game either being tied or the team being down with four minutes less in the game. So Zach Levine still given plenty of clutch opportunities. Zach Levine was actually rated by the clutch rating as the 15th overall best clutch player in the NBA last season, as we said, knowing he was dealing with injury all season, not too bad there to be in the top portion of the league in anything, but DeMar DeRozan was second overall in clutch performance. So while uh, DeMar DeRozan didn't average too many shots more than Zach Levine, he did average more points per shot um, than Zach Levine in clutch moments, and we know that's because Zach, uh, DeMar DeRozan does get to the free throw line pretty heavily. It's part of his game. It's part of what the magic in which he does. So, Now, with all that said, all that kind of stipulated and talked about as far as Zach Levine's 2021-22 season, what can we expect? What do I expect from Zach Levine in the 2022-23 season? This is one of the things. One of the things that are out of his control, in a way, health. Need to see health from Zach Levine so that we can fully evaluate him and the the way that he's going to step up. Defense, defense, defense is the next thing that I want to see from Zach Levine in the 2022-23 season. I think this is going to be vastly important for Zach Levine to up that defensive rating. If Zach, I'm putting the number here of, of as far as my expectations because this is an expectation video, I'm putting my expectations at 110 defensive rating per game. That puts him above the league average. It put, marks a considerable growth for him in six points on that defensive range, and I think that he can get there easily, right? But he has to be focused on defense. He has to be engaged in defense. And I do think if he's going to have Lonzo Ball out there with him, Zach Levine's defensive rating in the first 15 games of the season was actually 109.3. So that would have put him above league average, meaning that, again, Lonzo Ball was out there with him those games. Lonzo Ball does make Zach Levine a better defender. I've talked about this heavily over the course of the season. The reasons why he does that is the way Lonzo communicates on defense. It helps the, it helps weaker defenders with not as high as a basketball IQ better defend and prepare for what the other team's going to be doing out there. So if Zach Levine does have Lonzo with him most of the season, which remains to be seen, I probably even want that to be higher than that 110 rating. But 
My expectations for Zach Levine, I want to see him get to 110 defensive rating. I also want to see Zach Levine be top 10 in the league in scoring next season. When you look at him being 12th last season in an injury-riddled season, I think that that's an easy milestone for Zach Levine. Again, I want to set realistic expectations. And really, my expectations don't mean shit. I'm a, I'm a podcaster here sitting on YouTube. Ain't nobody checking for my motherfucking expectations. But with that being said, those are my expectations as far as pure numbers for Zach Levine. I want to see him, I'm not going to put like a number on points per game, but I do think Zach Levine needs to be in the top 10 of scoring in the NBA, and I think that's something that he can do. I think also what that does for for uh, the Chicago Bulls is just, it, it, it makes them a tougher team to defend. If you have one of the top 10 defenders, I'm sorry, top 10 offensive players and scorers in the league, uh, it makes everything else around it so much easier. And as Zach, as now Zach walks in, clear cut, highest paid player in Chicago Bulls history, you know, naturally, some of those expectations are going to rise for him. And I do think that Zach Levine can and should be in the top 10 of the league in scoring. Also, like I already said, defensive rating 110. I think that's easily doing. Puts him above league average. But also, one thing that I want to see from Zach Levine, 4.5 assists per game. In a season where I do expect Patrick Williams to take a leap, get more scoring opportunities, continuity being a thing. Hopefully, uh, Nikola Vucevic is used a little bit more. I want to see Zach Levine get Let's up it. Let's up it one assist per game. Five point five assists per game. Ideally, I would like to see him at six assists per game. But again, if he's scoring a little bit more, things like that, we'll see how it ends up working out. But I think that has to be it. And more so, more so than any number, I want to see his efficiency get back to increasing. We said it before. His PER this season was twenty. Uh, 20.8. Last season was 21.6. I want to see Zach Levine get into a 22 PER rating. I think if he's in that 22 PER rating, almost whatever the offensive averages are, almost doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, uh, that's that's what I want to see for Zach Levine um, next season as far as like those type of numbers. Um, let's see. Let me give me. Let's see what the league average of PER was last season. Now. The elite number of PERs is if you can get into the 30 range of PER. I don't expect Zach to make that leap because I don't know if he's – I don't expect Zach Levine to get into the 30 range of PER, but I definitely think Zach Levine should try to get into that 23-24 range of PER next season. That's the player efficiency rating. League average, by the way, of PER is 15. So Zach Levine was considerably above uh, – league averages for PER, but we I want to see him be into that elite level of PER. We've talked about very heavily, especially over in Lockdown Bulls, how close Zach has been to being the 50-40-90 player. And for those who know basketball, kind of the, the ins and outs, that is the elite mark of offensive players in the NBA. If you can average 50% shooting, 40% from three, and 90% from free throw shooting, that is the elite area of, of scoring in the NBA. I want Zach Levine to be a 50, 40, 90 player next season, which also is going to help push him towards that 30 overall PER. Um, but that's, yeah, that's some of my expectations for Zach Levine. Now, some of the more team expectations, but I'm still going to put on the list for him as the leader of this team and the number one highest paid player on this team, this max level player, is I want to see, I already said I want to see him get back to increasing his player efficiency rating. But I need to see a deep playoff run for this team. And by deep, let me not say deep play playoff run because people are going to take that and run with it. I need to see a playoff run from Zach Levine of him clearly being the best player for the Chicago Bulls. And we need to get past the first round. 
Now, I'm not going to say we need to win the second round. I'm not going to say we need to get to an ECF, but the Bulls have to get outside of the first round of the playoffs, and that's something that I'm putting not just on Zach Levine, but overall the best players on this team when you look at the starters and things like that. It is up to them, the coaching staff, things like that, to give us some of the best playoff basketball that we've seen in a while and we need to get out of the first round for that now I know some Bulls fans do think legitimately that the Bulls may not even be a playoff team this year and that's something that I personally I don't see I can't get with I know people disagree or agree on that or whatever else I think that it's I think it's really asinine to think that the Bulls aren't going to be a playoff team have other teams improved yes on paper a lot have we're still better than Hawks we're still better than the Raptors in my opinion I know some people don't agree with that but when you look at a Bulls team that was top I think five in the league in three-point percentage, top in the league in, in points uh, uh, scored per game. We just need to toughen in. We need health. We need to improve our defense, things like that, of course. But this Bulls team is going to be a playoff team, and I don't understand the questions around some Bulls fans having on if this team is actually going to be a playoff team. That's just my personal opinion. That's what this show is for. But, hey, let me know and sound off down below. What are some of your expectations for Zach Levine in the 2022-23 season? You can give me points averages. You can give me win averages. You can give me efficiency uh, number averages, things like that. I kind of try to hit it all and encompass it all, whether you're a points per game score. Basically, I try to do this uh, episode in a way where the box score watchers get something, but also the people who actually watch the X's and O's of basketball can actually take something away from it as well. That's why I also gave rankings on where Zach Levine ranked amongst the averages of the NBA because we clearly have an above average NBA player here on our hands. Even if you average out the offensive and defensive ratings for Zach Levine, he still is above average player. But I know some people want to see Zach Levine clearly take that superstar leap. And I think we're going to see it this season. I hope that we do see it this season. Now, before we go, I also want to rank, because there's been a lot of talk, Zach Levine's max deals and where they rank amongst other max deals given out this summer so we already know where zach levine sits at the five years with the fifth year being a player option 215 million dollars per year other max deals given out this season bradley bill five years 251 million dollars nikola jovich five years 264 million dollars devin booker four years 214 million dollars carl anthony towns at four years 224 john morant five years 231 um zion williamson five years 193 million darius garland given a five-year $193 million contract, as well as DeAndre Ayton on his max. Again, he didn't get the full five years, and it did come from another team on an offer sheet, so he didn't even get what that four-year max would have been had the Suns just signed him outright, but he did get a four-year $133 million contract as well. So looking at that, at this, right, there's only one player that on this I'm clearly putting above Zach Levine, and that is Nikola Jovich, two-time MVP. Um, when you look at Bradley Bill, yeah, Bradley Bill has given us a lot. He's gone on some deep playoff runs, but since John Wall has left that team, Bradley Bill hasn't really pushed that Washington Wizards team to be too much, right? Too, too, I wouldn't say that, but again, it's not all on him. It's a team sport, but looking at players that I would have clearly took right now over Zach Levine, would I have taken Bradley Bill over Zach Levine? There's a, there's a possibility of that, right? Devin Booker, definitely not. I think Devin Booker and Zach Levine are very similar in players. I actually think that, you know, Devin Booker, you saw his leap come when they, the, uh, the Bulls, when the Suns brought in Chris Paul, and I think that that's telling. Carl Anthony Towns hasn't proved anything in the NBA, in my opinion. This is going to be a year in which he does. That's, again, just my opinion. John Morant, you guys know, I love John Morant. John Morant, five years, $231 million. Now, I do think, I do, I would take 
John Morant over Zach Levine. That's just my personal opinion. But, you know, that, that's a player that I absolutely would. And Zion Williamson is another one that I would if health was all a thing. But you can't bet on Zion Williamson being healthy. Darius Garland definitely hasn't proved anything in the NBA. The fact that he's already on a five-year, $193 million contract extension is mind-boggling to me. But, he, he, I mean, he earned it, right? But, again, when, pe when people question if Zach Levine is a max player and looking at some of these max deals that were given out, I understand it as I always have said. Zach Levine was going to get the max, and he deserved the max for everything that he'd been through. The fact that he did take a pay cut in the last – well, not a pay cut, but he he was on a very reasonable contract going out and getting that uh, that offer sheet from the Sac Sacramento Kings. And then DeAndre Ayton at four years, $133 million. DeAndre Ayton, were, were as a flawed player, um, is still – I think I think all the – let me be clear – all the players on this that got the max deserve that max contract. They did it in their own ways. But I just don't like how Bulls fans are quick to say Zach Levine doesn't deserve a max level contract when, to me, he's earned it. He's on one now. And for all intents and purposes, I will give it up to you guys in the comments. That conversation has stopped. Zach Levine is now a max level player. So regardless of if we think he should, shouldn't be, it doesn't matter. Zach Levine got the max. He went out and got it. His agents got him that deal. The Bulls gave it without any question. And that's where it all boils down to. So that's my, my season preview for Zach Levine. I do look for Zach Levine to take a nice leap for him, right? Every time you, you can only take so many leaps, especially going into your ninth season in the NBA. But I do look at Zach Levine being able to take certain leaps. And another thing that I do want to see from Zach Levine is better leadership. One of the things that we don't have on this team are vocal leaders. And I don't know if Zach Levine will ever be that. But I do want to see better leadership from Zach Levine. And I think that we will and hope that we will see that as the season goes on from Zach Levine and the other players on the team as well. But let me know down below what are some of your expectations for Zach Levine heading into the 22-23 season, whether that be points scored, efficiency ratings, whatever it is. I want to hear from you guys. So sound off on that down below. Thank you again for tuning in to Chicago Bulls Central. I appreciate you guys so much. If you want to follow me personally, you can do so at CEO Hayes at CEO H-A-I-Z-E on every social media platform that I'm on. You can also follow the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullscentralpod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave us a text and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. That is it for me for today. Thank you for making Chicago Bulls Central what it is in the community that we're building here. I appreciate you guys so much. Like I like to end every episode on. Go Bulls. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of The Break, Break Media. Media.